welcome to another episode of Ben Frank Now. I'm your host, Frank. And I'm Amelia. And we're sitting here on a lovely Father's Day night. Um, it was a pretty good day. How was your day, Amelia? It was good. We had a good weekend. We went to the zoo. Yes, went to the zoo. It was very, very hot out, wasn't it? Yeah. Walking around with a mask on in 106 degree weather is not my idea of a good oh time, but goodness. it was all right. Oh my gosh, tell me about <laughs> it. And pulling Bella in the wagon, that was some um, work. Hey, but she had fun. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's what all matters. You know, as long as the kids have fun, that's the only thing that counts. Um, happy Father's Day to all you fellas out there. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for allowing Amelia and I and guest Stall- um, Brian Stallings and plenty more of us to come into your life and um just you know hour a day you know i mean hell when we listen was about an hour sometimes 45 minutes we appreciate you know taking time and giving us that um free time in your life and just plugging in being frank now we greatly do appreciate it numbers have been outstanding um but we're not done yet let's keep it going spread the word pass along let everybody know what's going on um this is a platform for you the people um gonna be a pretty good week this week it's a busy week but it's gonna be a good week yeah it's gonna be a really busy week um which one are you looking forward to i don't know i'm looking forward to all of them but i'm pretty excited to talk to dupont tomorrow yeah dupont <laughs> tomorrow as i stated in my early episode um we'll have sophie dupont tomorrow monday um speaking on being a black female in america on tuesday we'll have chad clark Speaking about being a white male. That's correct. You're hearing it first. A white male American from rural America, Iowa. That's going to be very interesting. I think a lot of people want to hear Chad. Chad's very articulated, um, smart guy. You know, all of us railroaders aren't dummies, you know. So, um, and Wednesday, Scott um, Castillo, another railroad brother. Former University of Nebraska graduate, um, good guy, damn good guy. Um, he'll be on giving his Hispanic view. Then um, follow up with um, maybe Peter this week. Then lead off into finish the week with Stallings next Sunday, and then week after that the big one with Stacy Frank. What is that? Co-parenting is co-parenting being a step parent. Yeah, there we go. That's that's <laughs> going to be interesting. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, attention, Wabash Valley, hype. That's capital H Y P E. Dance fitness located in Clinton, Indiana. Yes, you heard it first, Clinton, Indiana. Trust me, it's in the Wabash Valley. You need to go check it out. First class is free. And classes are held Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram or contact my friend Shauna Carrera for questions. Her number is 812-243-1667. So anybody looking to work on that summer body, looking for a group class that's for working out and basically good, healthy, fun fitness, check into Hype. That's right. Hype. Capital H, capital Y, capital P, capital E, Dance Fitness, and it's located in Clinton, Indiana. Like I said, the first class is free. Classes are Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or contact, once again, Shauna Carrera at 812-243-1667. 
I think I'll get my pictures taken. Amelia, got any ideas? I sure do. Um, our country is finally opening back up. We're heading into the summer months, which means sun, family, and great times. Catch those moments forever by contacting BLS Photography. BLS Photography is a locally owned photography service that can capture memorable moments for you and your family to hold on to for generations to come. Receive professional, high-quality photos at a fraction of the competitor's prices. Engagement photos, wedding photos, pregnancy photos, newborn photos, sports and action photos, family portraits, on-site or studio, senior photos, and events such as family reunions, birthdays, festivals, and more. If interested, please contact BLS Photography at 812-841-8642. Again, their number is 812-841-8642. Or you can go over to their website at www.blsphotos.com. Again, www.blsphotos.com, and they are located in Terre Haute, Indiana. Well, like I said before, that better than some Olin Mills or the um, old Life Touch and your um, J.C. Penney's back in the 1980s uh, getting your picture taken. I, mean, I think they used to give you like this little black comb and a cookie. Of course, I don't remember the food part, but I swore they gave me a cookie. I think it was at the <laughs> Kmart where the submarine sandwich. Well, you were in Terre Haute, but it's like... Yeah, the K Marco Wall Badge, it was like the best submarine sandwiches. But <laughs> I was all rambling around. That's crazy. But yeah, um, anything else exciting going on? No, I don't think so. I'm excited to talk to Stallings. Oh yeah, Stallings last week was some good information. He brought he, yeah, he brought it and I'm amazed. I am amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. So let me go see if Mr. Stallings is around the corner. Okay. Feeling so misunderstood. They acting like I'm bad for trying to do something good. I'm reading all the hating this twisting my stomach up. I'ma love them past the hate and let them know you love the hood. You told us love the orphan. These kids ain't got no fathers. Grew up playing cops and robbers. Now they dodging cops and robbing. Our babies getting murdered while they still inside. They mamas feeling like we lost them. And it's kind of like my job to find them. And they so used to hearing lies. They feel like I'm lying. They think I'm trying to shine. Hey, Mr. Stallings, how are you there, sir? Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing, buddy? Your intro, you probably couldn't hear it, but it was a pretty good intro, the one that you sent over for me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, happy Father's Day to you, man. Yes, happy Father's Day, Stallings, really, man. I mean, to you, to all the fathers out there, thank you guys. Uh, without us fathers, I mean, man, the world would be a lost place, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, Amelia, it's not Happy Father's Day to you. <laughs> I didn't say it was Happy Father's Day to me. Did you have a good day with your kids, Stallings? I did. Good. I did. We had a pretty eventful day today. Uh, you know, went to church, did some barbecuing, took some pictures. So yeah, this was pretty, um, pretty, uh, pretty eventful. Good. How'd y'all get into today? We just chilled today, but we went to Phoenix yesterday and went to the zoo. We took Bella to the zoo. Yeah, Ah. I I had a detox, man, because, um, and I know people think, oh, he drank. Honestly, some of the stuff I be doing on here is kind of for show. I don't be getting down like that, but I do eat, though. But, um, (laughs) man, I went to that someplace with Lolo's. Lolo's Chicken. Lolo's Chicken. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I know, but it sounded like trouble, though. Oh, man. 
If you want diabetes and a heart attack, you go there. Yes, you walk in the door. There's a, there's a sign there. It says "Fresh Kool Aid on Tap." So they had a choice. You know, it's a um, it's a um, a black owned franchise. You know, and um, the menu you have to check it out. It's it's delicious. You know, so I ordered the um, the KK. Not the Shanita, but the KK. Yeah, that's the names on there. It's or crazy. the Nene. Or the Nene. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you should see the names on the, the menus. But, but um, it was three chicken breasts, two um, waffles. Grits. S- some grits. And two over easy eggs, man. Oh, man. It was some good food, brother. Good food, man. So much sugar in the so much sugar in the Kool Aid, it floats to the bottom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink it. I drank half of it. I got the blue raspberry. I like, I'm done. I mean, the blueberry, I was done. But yeah, it was good time. It was good. And hey, just a heads up to all my friends in Nebraska. There is a Lolo's in Omaha. Oh yeah, there is. There is. So if anybody's interested, and you're in Omaha. I'd go check it out because they're only in a couple states. So yeah, we are giving them a plug right now. So Lolo's Chicken, you hear me? Hit me up. That is uh, Ben Frank. <laughs> Now nine one one at gmail dot com. That's Ben Frank. Now nine one one at gmail dot com, or hop over our Facebook page at Ben Frank. Now that's Ben Frank. Now on a Facebook page, Lolo. <laughs> well, yeah. What you put? What you put on the grill today, Stalin? Man, I took some uh, some pork shoulder. Uh, put down the smoker. Got the kids some brats. You can just stop talking uh, now. We're mad at you. Breath. What's that? You can just stop talking now. We're mad at you. Yeah, man. I have it grilled out. That sounds good, man. Hey, it's it's the first time for the season for me. Like I usually, you know, get a grill, you know, grill for the first time on Memorial Day, but uh not this year. You know, with Corona I really didn't have the motivation to do so, but yeah, for for this it was mom's birthday a couple of days ago good and deal. I was wanting to make sure, you know, I cooked for her and then, you know, obviously cook for Pops too. Uh, for Father's Day, so I was like, "Yeah, bring the kids down. We we'll go ahead and get that smoker going and make it happen." And you say your father took pictures, huh? No, actually, I took the pictures. Oh, I took okay. the pictures. Okay. Yeah, with, with, you know, with Dad being the photographer, he's always behind the camera. There you know, we so go. I was like, you know, "Let me, yes, let, let me, let me check these pictures of him with the kids." And you know, it was, oh, it was yeah. pretty, pretty fun. That's good. That's good. That's real good, man. Yeah, man. I'm um, you. You got a lot of listeners out there. They like to hear you speak. You know, um, the numbers are what they are. I've been in contact with you about it, and you and um, Peter, definitely you, man. You have set the stage. You have set the standard, and um, we're grateful for you, man. You know, we're grateful that you you're part of the Being Frank Now community. You're um, you're one of us. We're one of you. We're we're all in this together, man. I want to say thank you. Thank you for bringing it last week. You bring it every week. I know you're gonna bring it today. I know you're gonna bring it next week. You know, I mean, I want to say thank you for that, brother. Hey, man. Like I said, like I, I appreciate y'all put me on, put me on uh, this platform because uh, I mean, I've had some very interesting uh, conversations just coming from that last show. Um, you know, there's a lot of people. It's like, you know, Brian, I didn't know, I didn't know it was like that for you. That's kind of like, kind of what the point of this whole whole thing is. Is that you know. I think like we live in this world, man, that like we're kind of we we seclude ourselves to our own comfort groups. Yes, we and do. we never and, and we never get to really experience what it's like for another person. 
you know, we, we may work with them. We may go to school with them. You know, we may play sports with them or whatever, but we really never know what their true experience is. That's why I'm pretty excited about what you have online for next week. Yes, yes, um, yes. You know, cause yes. there's a lot, a lot of perspectives I would love to hear. Oh, yes. Um, you know, I mean, even, even like, you know, hearing, um, you know, Pete, you know, I mean, it was just like hearing his perspective, you know, of being biracial, you know, it's, it's, that's some good stuff, man. So yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. Put me on this, uh, on this platform, man, to, to share from, you know, my perspective on, on things. Yes. And right now, guys, you're listening to Sunday with Stallings. We have Mr. Brian Stallings online with us. This is his platform tonight. He's going to do the speaking. We're going to sit back and listen and get a little education. But tonight topic is what, Brian? How are you talking about Father's, right? Father's Day, right? Oh, yeah. Father's Day. You okay with that, Amelia? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, yeah, we're all fathers. You know, you've been a seasoned vet in the fatherhood. How many years has it been so far? I'm a, I'm an 11 year vet now. An 11 oh, year vet. So that I mean you got yeah. the, so you got the letter jacket with how many chevrons on it and uh, <laughs> quite a few, quite a few. Well, the chevrons might be the gray hair and the beard, I guess, right? And the mustache, yeah, or, or, or the loss of hair. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, come on over, <laughs> shave it off, brother. Hey, man, you know the um, educate me. You know when you first found out that you were going to be a father and. Um, What's it? What's important? Uh, what? What is a father? How important is a father? Not only in the African American community, but in all communities. What role does a father actually play? Because I see on Facebook, and I hate to say this, but you see a lot of um, angry females that get mad if the father's not in the picture, you know. And and I know how TV have kind of like dismissed a father role. You know, and I want to know what is the reason behind that. Why is that, man? Like, uh, you know, like I did last week, man. I want to, you know, make sure um, the listeners understand that you know I'm coming from from a Christian perspective. Um, so, like the the concept and the idea of you know family is is that you know you have a father you have a mother and they have their specific responsibilities when it comes to um raising their family and i think a father there's this unique there's a unique part of being a dad um you know a lot of times you know like when we look at you know we look at like you know our boys um specifically um you know a father is like the first hero that a boy has you know, saying like, you know, like my kids, you know, look at me like I am the baddest man in the world. Yes, you know, yes, and you know, yes. you know, Spider-Man who? Black, you know, Black Panther who? You know yes, what I'm saying? So yes. I, was, I was exactly the same way about my father. You know, my, my dad, you couldn't tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my dad, you know, when I was so younger, he was a bodybuilder. And, oh yeah, you know, so I, so I'd be like down in the basement or going to the YMCA watching my dad like lifting weights and you know I'm like yo like that's the Incredible Hulk right here that's the Black Incredible Hulk right here. I remember you seeing know? your dad records at the YMCA growing up, man. He still had that record. Yeah, I remember it. And and so like you know and and that sets a tone for a kid and bringing confidence. 
you know, uh, specifically for boys, like it, it brings confidence in being able to like, you know, feel like, you know what, that's my dad. That's, that's who I want to be, or I want to emulate who he is. And that starts from a very, very young age. So there's a huge importance, but even also with girls, you know, you know, their fathers are the first love, you know, and, you know, having a dad that teaches you how, how, you know, men should treat you, having a dad to teach you how, you know, how, how to, to address, you know, address you, um, in certain manners. And, and, and it's kind of like, you know, you can kind of tell, um, like in nowadays, like, you know, there's an absence of fathers because it's crazy on how much women put up with the foolishness. Like when they get to like dating ages, of like the stuff that like women just put up with, you know, by some some guys when they approach them, and it's like, has no one ever taught you or showed you like that's not how a man should come at you, that's not how a man should treat you, but if there's no dad or no father figure around, and it's hard to really be able to to understand it, like this is not it's not appropriate. So, um, so yeah, they, that that role of dad is is huge. Oh yeah, and um, so. With like single moms that's raising kids, with the father being absent, there's only one thing. I mean, a mom brings everything to the table. Not to discredit the mom, they're they're everything, but there's something about the father that is just a little bit special. You know, I always look at it like this, and you know, here's one of my crazy analogies: is like a football player. <clears throat> the mom builds a football player, the athlete. He's there. But the dad, he's the shoulder pads, the helmet, the the protection gear, the heart, the the, the shell that 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 basically takes all the punishment, but also protects them. If I mean, that's why I look at it. You know, that's that's the role of the father. You know, you're 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 teaching that individual what to what to put up with, what to expect, what um, how much you should take in life, how much you shouldn't take in life. Um, basically, the the survival mechanism, if that you know, if that makes sense to you. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, there, there's several, several things that um, you know that you know, that that you know a kid needs from from their dad, and like you said, protection is one of them. Um, you know, but also too, um, you know, being able to have a confidence. Yes. Um, you know, and and I think like you know. A kid without confidence is in trouble. Yes, because you know because and that's when you find kids that's going to be, you know, inclined to going in the wrong paths or you know going in different paths to try to seek that, you know, easily influenced. <laughs> right, right, easily influenced into in, in doing things or getting involved with things that, you know, is not good for them. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I absolutely agree with you know that, that having a dad that's going to be there to. Like you said, as as the shoulder pads, as you said, <clears throat> to protect them, um, for sure. Um, and, and the thing is too is like, mom has her own set of skill or a skill set that that you know helps you know helps uh, you know raise a child, and then dad has his, and you know, ideally, you work together to raise that child. Yes. Um, you know, I, I remember you know you know hearing uh, I think it was Chris Rock was saying that you know 
yeah, yeah, you can rape a child by yourself, but it doesn't mean it should be done. <laughs> and like I can probably I can probably drive I can probably drive my car with my feet. Don't make it a good idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like there's there's benefits <laughs> to both sides. You know, and so uh, so having the ability to appreciate, you know, the the mom's role, the dad's role. um, I mean, it's it's imperative, you know, and I I think you see a lot. You see a lot now to where, you know, dads have kind of just there's you know, a lot of dads, especially in the black community, have just kind of backed off and just has mom doing everything, which ain't right. You know, it's not it's not right. And that, I think that's a huge, I said this last week, I think it's a huge issue that we have in the black community. I think I'm going to interrupt because I have a feeling that you're going to go down like a really nice path and like what this means for the black community. But I also want, I think while you're talking, I'm thinking about like, I mean, it's no secret that I come from a divorced family and I think a lot of the world just isn't there. We just don't have a lot of traditional families, you know, like there's just, you know, there's children that are born out of wedlock or there's parents that are divorced and it is what it is. But I think one thing that I think about is how hard my parents worked to work together to raise us, even though they lived in separate houses. And so I think one plug that I just want to put in for parents is that even if you're not in the same home and you're not together anymore, just I can never thank my parents enough for working so hard to raise us together, even though they weren't together, because they knew that they each brought something that me and my brothers needed. And I think oh, I, that's such an important I, message now, because there's a lot of families that are, I mean, you know, Stacy and I will talk about step parenting also next week, but like, that's not what this is about. But I just think, you know, instead of like, well, you know what, he has nothing to offer, or she has nothing to offer, knowing that for your children, you both have something to offer. And no matter what you've done, your children think you walk on water. And so it's so like just the importance of recognizing both roles, even if you're not together with your children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, and I, I, you know, that's a blessing in the fact that, you know, you were able to, to have that. Oh, absolutely. I'm very aware. Yeah. I'm very aware that it's a rare thing, but Right. It, it's it. I just I I think a message that I like want to get out to families is that as a 38 year old woman with my own family now, I still to this day cannot thank my family enough and my parents enough for being so selfless and knowing that they still had a job and they both played a role in our lives. And 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 going back to what we were talking about last week, as far as you know the 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 default when it comes to this human nature is that we can be very selfish and we are very selfish um so like you can have a lot of content you know a lot of drama that builds in between you know a man and a woman who have a child together um to where you lose sight of the fact that what can we do what do we need to do to that's best for our kids um you know because you know if 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 you know if you have a, a marriage or a relationship that breaks up, um, then you know you have you have your emotions and feelings caught up into that, and then you tend to want to use the child not maybe not necessarily directly but indirectly you end up using the child as a pawn or use the child as 
as you know leverage to be able to get back at that other person. Oh yeah, and you know, and, and you see that a lot, and it's like. You know, it, it's it's sad because kids, you end up having like the reverse effect of seeing like, you know, just as much as daddy could be, you know, daddy should be like the first hero or daddy should be the first love. Oh, yeah. Now daddy is the main reason why you don't trust men or the reason, main reason why you don't trust, you know, um, trust relationships or whatever because of what you've seen, exactly. in, you know, going between your mom and dad. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a huge blessing, Amelia, that you, you know, unfortunately your parents you know, had a divorce, but yet we're still being able to work together and, and, you know, raise, raise your, your siblings. Right. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt, man. Like, like we talk about our situation as like, it's just tough, man. You know, um, just me trying to be in both my kids life. And I feel bad that I'm not able to be the hundred percent father to my child that's out of state but I'm just doing the best I can, you know, and like communicating and just trying to, but at the same time, you know, it just seems like it's like I'm between a rock and a hard place. So, um, my question is, what is the difference between a father and a dad? Uh, you know what? Like, you know, I, I, I think, I think the definite, I think those two words are, are synonymous. Um, but I think that in, today's culture um one could be referred to as the man you know the man who takes responsibility whether that's a biological man or you know or not um but the man who takes responsibility and the other would be someone who just biologically gave you life and that was it um you know so i mean whether whether that's you know the father or dad i don't i don't know which one would go with which right. but i think there's probably a, a, some may make a distinction between those two one who takes responsibility and the other who's just you know the biological partner in making got you got you yeah right now fellas you're sitting here listening to sunday with stallings good topic we're having right now you know it's, it's, i mean it's very interesting i mean there's so much we can go with this Another thing I'm curious about is the black families. You know, there's, there's absentees with the father, unlike the white families. I mean, maybe or maybe I'm wrong. I just never done a study on it. But what is the ratio or the percentage between black and white when a father's in a picture and not in a household? Uh, I, I haven't I haven't done all races, but I know like um, I believe in 2006. 17 um i think that in the united states as a whole um i think 30 percent around 30 percent of um children were being raised in a single parent wow. household which was mom wow 30 uh, percent black 30 percent how that but within the black community it was actually 70 percent so when you think about that, that's that's a problem. Yes. If, if the national average is thirty, but but then your subgroup it's seventy, mm. that's a problem. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and so like this was something that, um, you know, it actually actually what's funny is is that like, you know, when everybody was like jumping on uh, Candace Owens about like her videos she did talking about. Um, talking about uh, uh, 
George Floyd. Uh, I just like did a little more research on her, like who is she, where she come from, this now, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, she she's been in you know she's been in the in the circle you know for a few years, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did bring up that she feels that that is um, one of the biggest issues within the black community. And as she was like, and as I was listening to her, I was like, I can actually understand what she's saying. And what's funny is, is that, um, you know, she's speaking a lot of the same things that like a lot of civil rights leaders um, in the sixties talked about specifically Malcolm X, um, you know, in addressing, addressing not, not he, you know, Malcolm X had more of a, um, a stance of, uh, you know, separatism and keeping, you know, separating ourselves from, you know, white people and doing our and taking care of ourselves and all that. But he still was addressing the same issue, which was the family, um, the black family, the need for the black father, the need for black men to get themselves together, to be leaders, to, you know, and so on. And so she was basically speaking the same exact thing, um, you know, but getting a different response. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there there is a there is an issue. Um, you know, even like when you look into our government, um, you know, I think in the sixties, Lyndon B. Johnson had passed um uh, um, you know, he went he did the whole war on poverty, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, you know, had all these different, you know, programs and stuff, you know, like, you know, welfare and all that stuff and um and it incentivized, you know, mothers, uh, single mothers to stay single. Um you know, we'll pay, we'll get you food. You know, we'll give you food stamps. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get you a house. You know, basically the government became wow. daddy. And you, you had no, what, what you need to go get a man for when you're being taken care of. Wow. And then on top of that, if you have more children, you're going to get more benefit from it. So it's incentivizing not to keep daddy around. You know, and then you have in the 80s, you know, you have the, the, the uh, crack epidemic and yeah. where, where, you know, that completely destroyed. Now you're putting in drugs into the communities and now you have people who are more concerned about getting high versus taking care of their families. Yep. So you've seen it within from the sixties to the, to the eighties, you know, in that, in that 20 year period, you had a lot of dysfunction going on that was tearing up, you know, the black home. So like, I think like what you're what we're seeing now is the children and the grandchildren of that, and those numbers. And I believe in the '60s, I think the numbers were like, you know, the um, the uh, single parent household in the '60s is around 20 percent okay. uh, for black families. Um, and like I said, now it's I believe it's 70. So, you know, just seeing that 50 point turnaround in, you know, in what 40 years is. Well, I guess more than that, but um, it's pretty alarming. So educate me then. So you're telling me then the government is responsible for the destruction of the black male and the black families? I think the government has a huge responsibility to that. Um, And I think that, you know, and there's a lot, you know, of just personal responsibility as well. So the the weak in the black family, you remove the head, right? You remove the... The, the muscle behind it, the, the, the basically the male. That's kind of similar to during slavery time when the male got split away from his family. I mean, oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Like yeah, that, that yeah, absolutely. If you if you take out if you take out your leader, you take out the head, yeah. then everything else falls apart. Yes, sir. You know, um, absolutely. Like you know, yeah, like, like you said, and even with slavery, that um, 
you went to the Detroit family. Yeah, you took out you took out the father. Wow. Um, so so yeah. Now I, I'm, I'm not what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to say that it was necessarily intentional. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because again, it was, it was you know the attempt to you know fight poverty because poverty was an issue back then still. Right. Uh, but I think that. You know, just again, like, you know, we're all jacked up. We all got our issues. We all have this, this, you know, this bend towards selfish desires. And I think that, you know, over time, that's what it became. It became greed. Um, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'm not a highly political person. Um, but, you know, but like when we talk about, like, you know, Republican and Democrats, and those are the two main parties we have in our country. Um, you know, a lot of these programs are pushed by Democrats. Um, and I think that, like, you know, we as black folk, we tend to side with the Democratic Party um, without question. We don't question a lot of things that, that they are proposing. Right. So we know, so if we know these things, these programs are potentially hurting our families, then why do we keep putting people like that in office? Exactly. You know, um, so yeah, it, that's that's a rabbit hole we could go down. But you know, it's it's very it's very interesting stuff though. So when Obama was in office, I know I hate go down the pause um, the politics side, but when Obama was in office, wasn't the incarceration for blacks higher than as it was, say, for Trump in office or when Bush was in office? Uh, yeah, that. I mean, I, I don't I don't have any statistics for that. I do know for a while it was like one out of every four black males. Um, would have been arrested at some point um, or went to jail at some point in their life. And I think it's now one out of three. Um, but I don't know when that switch occurred. I don't know if that was during the Obama years or Trump years or, or what, but I do know that for a while it was one out of four. Now it's one out of three. Um, but, you know, and, and the thing is, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to say that this is all a government issue. The government sets us up because there has to be some personal responsibility as well. Exactly. That's um, exactly what I'm going to say know, because we got to look at yeah. you, you got to look at ourselves in America because we are responsible for this. You know what I mean? It kills me when I see people, oh, free such and such, free such and such. Well, such and such has committed a hell of a crime that I know he's done or even though it might be petty crime, he deserved a time. But within our community, well, I mean within our community, I mean with the blacks, we are quick to free one, to free somebody, even when we know they're guilty. I, I, right. I, I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. I have seen so many people on Facebook, free such and such, free such and such. And I'm just shaking my head like, this MFR just got down robbing or somebody and beating the SHIT out of somebody. You talking about freeing him? No, man, life don't work like that. Be, you got to be accountable for your actions. And I think accountability and responsibility is lacking in the black community. And that's just my opinion. And I'm talking about with myself and with all blacks, but you know, that can be a topic itself some other day. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things if you think about it, you know, especially, especially our generation, yes, you know, yes. like we like, like, you know, music is like, it's it. a form of communication within our within the black community. Your music is. It's always been. You know, whether whether from West Africa, using the talking drum during ceremonies or whatever, or you talking during slavery, and you got the old Negro spirituals, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always been a part of, music has always been a part of communicating 
to the masses, right? So, like, when you talk about, when you get into, like, specifically the 90s, when rap turned into more gangster rap and, and it became corporate, and money started being, you know, ex- you know, and music, the music started being exploited, yes. and then we started glorifying criminal activity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a part of that culture. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Listening, I'm listening. I'm listening to music that's about killing and selling drugs and pimping and whatever. You know what I'm saying? And and you and you put me, you feel that stuff in your brain all that time. Then what? Guess what happens? You desensitize your idea of the fact that this stuff's wrong. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're no longer you're you're desensitized of thinking that you know what, killing somebody or hurting somebody or you know, hey, I got to make a living. So guess what? I'm gonna do this. Why? Because that's what's being talked about in the music. Exactly. And so you know, and so like I think that you know, when you say like there's a lot of responsibility and accountability that needs to be addressed, I absolutely agree with you as well because. It's not, you know. I see, I see it as a as a teacher, you know, in schools where kids are, like they like they literally don't understand. Like, wait a minute, you trying to suspend me because I cussed my teacher out? Oh man, what you, what you mean? What you mean? Like it's like, like they they don't even. There's a disconnect somewhere. Like what what happened? You know, are the moral the morals have changed? Our morals, the things that the things that like I see kids doing now in school would never have happened. You know, back when we was in school. Oh, yeah. Never. There would be no way in the world. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? Because you knew going well, you know, your daddy, your mama going to be up in the school. Mm-hmm. Come take care of that. Oh, I yeah. knew good and well. Let let me go and run my mouth to a teacher. Don't, not even cuss. Just, just run my mouth. Talk back. Benita oh, and Brian going to be up in that school. Come <laughs> and take care of me. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, and, and the back, back to what we were talking about earlier about the importance, the importance of daddy. Because the thing is, is that I was scared of my mom. Mom was like the disciplinarian, you know what I'm saying? But I would never cross my dad. I would never cross my dad. I I, I can only think about maybe one time my dad actually whooped me. There probably may, may, there may have been more, but I can only think of one. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I didn't want them problems. Exactly. So like a lot of so a lot of the, a lot of the you know a lot of the decisions I made, I kept in the back of my head like you know what. If I do this, this is going to be the consequence. So I had to help hold myself accountable because I knew I didn't want them problems with my dad having to be involved. You know, especially when I got older. You know, when I got bigger, you know, I was bigger than my mom by fifth grade. So, like, <laughs> once I got bigger than my mom, you know, saying, hey, hey she's going to hand, hand the reins over to him. And I, I didn't want that. So, you know, so, again, there's the benefit of that. You know, not only discipline, you know, protection, but also discipline. You know, so there's no, if dad is not there to discipline, who's disciplining? You know what I'm saying? Now we got kids that's growing up, not being held accountable, you know, and, and not in all cases. So I don't want, you know, the listeners being like, you know, I discipline my kids. No, I'm not saying that this is in, in all cases. I'm just saying that in, there are there are several cases where mom is just overwhelmed, especially when they get to the teenage years. And the, and the boys are starting to smell themselves like, you know, mama can't tell me nothing. What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? And then you have a problem. Well, and I think, yeah, I kind of want to piggyback off of that is, I mean, you covered it. But the thing that like rings true in my head is that, you know, society is raising our children if we're not going to. And that's scary because, look at what's going on in the world right now and the influences that are out there. 
And if dad's not around to like, be like, no, you know what, this isn't the way this goes. Because when you're talking, I hear you say, you know, like both of my parents were there. I was scared of my mom. I didn't want to cross my dad. Kids don't, there's a lot of kids in this world that don't have that anymore, Brian. Like, it's just, they're just out there trying to find who they are and whatever they can attach to, they attach to. And it's scary. It's super scary. It is. It is. Um, and that, and that was, and that's one of the, I had a conversation with one of my students, um, this is probably about maybe two or three years ago. So, so Frank, you know, I'm, I'm an artist. Um, you know, my, yes. my, uh, my bachelor's degree was that. The whole world knows you're an artist now. They've all seen your work. Okay. Well, well okay, <laughs> it's yeah, amazing. I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> But, but yeah, so I mean, I've always been, I've always been like, you know, an artist. And so, you know, I went to, when I went to college, you know, I got my, my degree in graphic design and art history, um, but I did absolutely nothing with it. Absolutely nothing with it. Um, you know, and so um, I went to grad school and I got my teaching license. And so I started teaching. And so I went to a student, you know, three years ago, um, I was drawing in class, just doodling. Um, you know, we were working on something together at the class and I was like, took my dry race marker and I started drawing a picture on, on the table and he was like, Mr. Stallings, you, you can draw? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been doing this for a while. He's like, how's tight? It's tight. And so like, I'm, you know, just still drawing stuff and whatever you draw with me. And he was like, why don't you just be an artist? Like, why don't you like do stuff with your art? And I was like, honestly, man, I was like, because y'all need me. I was like. I was like, I was like, y'all need me, and you know, and, and that's and that's why that's why I'm in teaching, because I know that there are kids, I don't care what color you are, who need a male role model, and I would not be able to reach those kids sitting in a cubicle drawing pictures all day, you know. I get, you know, I get, you know, you know, twenty, thirty kids that I'm responsible for each year where I get an opportunity, I get 180 school days to be able to, to, to reach them. You know, whether that be in the classroom, on the football field, on the basketball court, on the track, like however it may be, I'm in a position to where I can fill in or at least try to drop in some, some, some fatherly advice to some of these boys who don't have it. You know, because, yeah, because like you said, you know, Amelia, it's, it is scary and there's a need. And I think, I I mean, you're coming from the teacher's perspective. Um, I come from the social work perspective. And I think that's what a struggle is for me is that, you know, just, you know, I'm a white girl. I'm just doing the best I can to mentor and advocate for youth who really need mentors and advocates. And I think that's the thing, like, if I can put a plug in for this, is that the amount of youth I see who don't have that role model And it's at no fault of their own. You know, it's, they didn't choose who they were born to. They didn't choose the life that they, they, they've been handed. And it's just a huge plug for me of like mentors and especially black male role models and mentors, because I can't tell you in the last 20 years of my career, how many times I have said, I really wish we could find some positive black mentors for these youth. And I and I, you know what? In that problem, whether I don't, you know, whether you in Nebraska, Arizona, Indiana, you know, everywhere. New York, Florida, it's it, that that problem is everywhere. And you know, and, and that's and that's what I wanted to also make sure that you know I, I also state is to encourage 
you know, men, whether you are a biological father, you're an uncle, you're a brother, you're a cousin, you know what I'm saying? Take, take interest in, 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 in your kids and in, in these, in these boys, mm-hmm. you know, like take some time, like whether it be 30 minutes a week, something, just put some type of effort in trying to reach, you know, a kid that's in your neighborhood, you know, just ask them, well, what's, what's, how's your day? You know, Frank, I know you was talking about, um, you know, um, you know, the, the times of you playing basketball with your dad, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot, you know, that just, you know, just going and playing basketball with some of these kids and, and showing an interest can, you know, knock down a lot of those, you know, those walls to, to start building a relationship. Um, because yeah, it's needed. It's definitely needed. And I think that, you know, I think, I think there, there are some, there are police officers I've seen, you know, videos of this where officers are, you know, going and reaching out to, to kids playing basketball with them. And, you know, and they're, they're trying to break that, break that wall down too. of like, you know, not all of us cops are trying to, you know, try to get you, you know what I'm saying? Not all of us are bad. Um, and I think that same, that same, you know, mindset, you know, could cross over to other areas, you know, to where all of us collectively going and wanting to, you know, step out of our comfort zone and be like, look, there's a need. Let me go and talk to this little brother. You know, let let me let me, you know, you know, school him on some stuff to to help him get him on the right path. You know, or let him know like if he needs to talk to somebody, I'm here for him. Um because yeah, the the need is huge. Well they- I think, too, um, one thing that I have to give Frank credit for is that, um, and I don't know how intentionally he is, but there is just like, it's just who he is, is that like if we're out in public or we're walking at the park or whatever, if he sees a young male, it doesn't matter what color they are. Um, he always makes a point of just saying, Hey buddy, how's it going? You know, or if they're like playing don't be, football, don't be telling my secrets. I know, I know. I'm letting yeah, everybody know how soft you can be. I don't but, want nobody to know I'm a big teddy bear. Like but that. I think that's just so important, even though it's just a, Hey, I mean, we were in Popeye's one time and it was just a like, Hey, how's it going little buddy? And then his mom kind of looked at him and just realized that, you know what, that little, like those little moments are so huge in the eyes of a child to leave a positive impact. And so it doesn't have to be like this massive, huge thing that you do. It is just that little 10 seconds to 15 minutes of just being that positive person and letting children know that like there, there is positive people out there and that people are there to help you. Yeah. I've been trying. Yeah. Because um, I've been trying to make a habit. I mean, it's just normal with me. I make a, if I see a kid, especially, I mean, I don't care. He was his mom, his dad, whoever, um, like the park we go to, we work out at. I mean, there's always a lot of kids out there walking with their parents or their single mom or whatever it is. And I always make a point. I don't know why. Just it's in me always goes, Hey, what's up, buddy? Give me a five, you know, give me some dad. Now with COVID, <laughs> you really can't do too much, but you always make a point to say something though. And, um, I just remember the reason why I do that because I remember when I was young, I remember, um, I ain't gonna say no names, but people in the neighborhood who always come in, um, introduce herself to me and there was this one guy you know who i'm talking about i ain't gonna say his name but he will always ride his 10 speed bike around and he's pretty known in Terre Haute. and um now with the boys club he's been at the boys club forever but um, i remember he always used to ride around the neighborhood on his bicycle and um he was always going to the high center to play tennis and he didn't know me at all but he would always say what's up to me 
at the age of eight years old, nine years old. And I'm like, man, you know, and then as I grew older, I, used, I, used, I told him that. I just told him that a couple of days ago. And just the respect I have for him, that, because for him to acknowledge me, that means something to me, you know. And that was, you know, that to me that was important at that age, you know. Hey, that, now, 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 in fairness, Frank, if, if I saw a six-foot-three, 280-pound sixth grader, Hey, I'm gonna speak to him too. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get on that come up. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I let a lot of people down on on, on on some on some dreaming, man. But yeah, that's another man. subject. But yeah, but, man, I, I, I get what you say. I get what you saying. I get what you saying. Like you know, he, he took that interest when he didn't have to. So yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's I mean, and that's and that's what it takes, man. Because because of the numbers, that's what they are. You know, what I'm saying it. It collectively, just like the the African, you know, the African. Um, uh, proverb, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, right? So, oh, yeah. you know, it's because of the situations that we are with the broken families. Yeah, we collectively are going to have to reach out because there's there's a correlation. You know, I believe there's a positive correlation when you look at the numbers of the number of you know single parent homes that increases poverty. And when you increase poverty, that increases crime. Well, here's my question. You know right? Yeah, and you, are, I know um, the um, our listeners are probably think we're just talking about black people or black families. I'm kind of curious to know the numbers with poverty or with the poor underclass white families. How many? Um, but you, but hey, but you know what though, man, and and that's the thing is that poverty is not just a black issue. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, so like, you know, I, yeah, we don't know the numbers, but we know that, that there's, there's poverty issues within the, within, you know, other, you know, white and Hispanic cultures as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I can, I, I can just always speak for black. Yes, you know exactly. I, I can, I can, you know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, I'm, yeah, I know, I don't want to make this as, as just a one sided thing, right. but, but yeah, like it, it's a, it's a nationwide issue, whether you're, you know, ur- you know, from the urban setting or from the rural setting, I mean, you have poverty, and you have absentee dads. You know and that you know, and it's you know, still the the rule still applies. Is that when you don't have that around, that increases the pot. You know, even Obama talked about it. Like the the um, it increases the likelihood of you being in poverty, and you know, and if you're in poverty, then that increases the likelihood of you being in crime. Yes. You know, and so. Um, it's just a it's just a perpetuated cycle that you know. I hope that we collectively can, you know, come together and come up with some ideas in fixing it. But you know, um, we'll see. Well, and I think to kind of yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's not just a black problem. It's a it's a nation problem, absolutely. And I know that I've read statistics before where. Uh, there's actually where I've read that there's actually more white people that receive welfare um, than black people. Um, and so I think sometimes we kind of pull the wool over our eyes and don't really think that it's a white problem, but it is. And it, like you said, that was beautifully put that it's a nation problem. It's a people problem. We have a lot of youth in our world. We have a lot of kids in our world who, um, yeah, are living in poverty and that increases their risk of crime and having, you know, criminal records and doing all that. And it's just, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I just want to be like, you know what, just reach out, like, and do what you got to do because this is our future. These children are our future. And 
it's it's scary to think how many children are walking around without role models or parents or whatever the case may be. And it's no fault of their own, you know, and just the importance of having those people in your life. Yeah, to speak on that, I remember um, my time working in um, the prison system and I used to talk to the inmates and I remember every inmate I spoke with. I can't wait till moms write me moms. Everything was mom. Every single damn thing. I can't wait till my T. Jones. That's what they call moms in Texas. Can't wait till my T. Jones email me or write me or J. Pay me, whatever. So I pulled one inmate aside like, why do I not hear them about dads? Oh, F him. I don't know who my dad is. My dad left us at three years old. And you still see a 20-plus-year-old kid, 30, I'm sorry, not kid, but 20-year-old man, 30-year-old man, 40-year-old man, still hold that anger towards their father because he was not in the picture. Or their father was a pimp or whatever it was, you know. And I'm not just talking about blacks. I'm talking about blacks and whites. Even the Hispanics I spoke with down there, it was always an anger towards the father, but the mom you know, they, they just they just put the mom on a higher pedestal because mom raised them. Mom was there and mom did as much as she can do. And I think if the fathers were in their life, they probably would have went down a different path. I don't know. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. That, you know, not, you know, and obviously not in every case, because even if dad is there, it doesn't necessarily mean that he was a good dad. Right. Right. That is um, true. You know, so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the likelihood of, you know, their their track in life may be different. You know, I mean, it's probably going to be different, you know, if dad was simply there and, you know, about his business and, you know, raising them. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a a sad, it's a sad thing, man. But like, you know, I I want to, you know, commend you on the fact that, I mean, because you said that you're not a full-time dad. I used to say that too, man. I used to say that, you know, about myself. It's like, you know, I'm a, I'm now a divorced dad, you know, a divorced dad of four. And um, it crushed me, man. You know, I get the, the whole divorce process, the whole, like, being like a quote-unquote part-time dad. And, you know, like, that, that just crushed me, man. And so, like, I had to tell myself that, you know, I may physically only see them part of the time. I can still call. You know what I'm saying? I can still pray for them. I can still text them. I can still find other ways to interact with them um, and make myself, you know, make myself uh, available to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so, like, you know, and that'd be my encouragement to you um, is you know, always like, you know, be in contact and, and do, you know, what you can, you know, on your side, even though you're maybe not physically being there. Right, right. Um, because, I, because I think that even makes a difference too in a kid's life of just the effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what, I, I didn't get to see my dad a lot, but he did call me a lot. Right. You know, like, you know, or, you know, he, you know, he did write me a lot or he, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like just the effort, oh, yeah. you, know, you, might, you know, we might not, you know, kids might not see it up front, but as they get older and mature, they can now recognize that. Yeah. That's what Amelia you know, tells so. me. Amelia, exact verbatim what you just said. Amelia tells me that every time. And I know I need to do a better job, you know, and sometimes it's just like, Enough is enough, you know. I'm I'm tired. I'm over it. I just deal with it when she get older. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, whatever. You know, I'm tired of dealing with the middle person. I won't go directly to my daughter, but it's just one of them things that I feel like I gotta jump through hoops after hoop after hoop, and it's just not even worth it sometimes. But yeah, I need to do a better job, and 
I'm 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 making a promise to myself to be a better man on that chapter right there for sure. Yeah, yeah so and I, I I think I mean you know we we as dads you know it's none none of us I mean none of us are perfect absolutely none of us are perfect and ain't none of us doing it doing it the perfect way um, you know and we we learn from each other you know I mean I, I tell people all the time this is my my encouragement to to any. You know, dad listening, you know, whether you're involved with your child or not. But, you know, um, my mom, when you know, I was talking to my mom, this is like, I might have been maybe in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, might have been, I might have been a little bit older than that. Um, but it was talking, it was talking about my dad. You know, he didn't have his biological dad around. And um, with that, he chose, he decided, you know what? I'm not going to have my boys. Um not have me around and he made sure of it he made sure that he was the best dad that he knew how to be and no was he perfect no nah, no dad is perfect you know what i'm saying like you know you know my dad is not like the, the emotional type to you know go and you know give me hugs and kisses and like you know we didn't have that type of relationship right but like he really you know, but he coached my teams he you know he taught me how to draw he taught me you know, a lot of stuff and led me in a lot of things and led by example and things of that nature so like i was able to take that on and then when i had my own four i was like you know what dad did a great job but i want to be better yes so yes, now yes. so now i took so i took on i took on those things that my dad did and i'm trying to build on top of that you know what i'm saying i'm now now i'm wanting to be more emotionally connected i'm i'm constantly hugging and kissing my boys you know what I'm, saying? I'm constantly hugging and kissing my daughter i'm, I'm like you know being goofy with them and, you know I'm, I'm doing stuff that i'm trying to go up and beyond in hopes that when they have their kids they're gonna look at they're gonna look at their kids and be like you know what i want to be even better than what my dad was you know what I'm saying? And then that just, and because my dad could have easily said, you know what, well, my dad wasn't there, so, hey, I'm gone too. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't do that. And so, like, my encouragement to, like, you know, other men out there who have children, like, nah, you can you can, you can, can turn that cycle. You can break that cycle. You know what I'm saying? Not, ain't nobody saying it's easy, because it's not. You know, and I'm speaking. I'm speaking as a as a divorced father who's co-parenting, and in my situation, it's not easy. You know, you you would have to. There, there's contentious. You know, you know, there's frustrating moments throughout that whole process. Oh, like, yeah. You know, what I'm saying, um, but the reward is so fulfilling when when the kids know that you know what daddy was there, daddy was always there. And, you know, so like, you know, if you ain't, you haven't been with your, you know, haven't been around your kid that much, you can always change that. You know, so you can always reach out. You can always find ways to, to reconnect. Um, and, and I think this is needed. This is simply needed. I think it's, it gets to a point to, to some of us to where it's like, you know what? I can't deal with that Monday mama. So, you know what? Whatever. Right. And then you walk off and then like, you know, it still eats at you. It yeah. still eats at you. But then like after a while, it's like, you know what? It's been so long. It's been two years now since I've talked to my kid or it's been three years now since I've talked to my kid. Right. And it's kind of like, how do I go back now? Exactly. It's been this long. Like, how do I go back? And I'm just saying that, you know what? Do it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like do it. You know, you have nothing to lose at that point because that's still your child. Yeah. So. I think one other thing too is um, 
I think, and we live in a society, and this might sound silly, but we live in a society where it's like, we just like, it's like the more you can buy your children, the better a parent you are. And I think that's so crazy. And I, and I, I like encourage parents to understand that like your children don't need you to buy them things. They don't, they want you, you know? And I think, um, being a present parent isn't buying things all the time. It's literally making the phone calls, showing up to things, doing those things. And so I just think sometimes we get to a point where it's like, I can't afford to be this awesome parent for them to be there. So I just give up. And that's not the thing. It's going for a walk, going to the park, sitting down and having a snack and saying, how was your day? Just those little things. That's the present piece. It's not, it's not the gifts. It's the presence. That's super important for kids. Right. And and like what, one thing that I've been taking my daughter to this part, what last four years is um, here in Terre Haute at the uh, church museum. They have a daddy daughter, you know, daddy daughter dance. And, um, Man, I mean, it's, it's amazing, man. Like, you know, they have it at the Children's Museum. And, you know, you go in there, dress up, and, you know, they have all these, you know, little activities and stuff you do, you can do with your daughter. But, like, it's, it's rewarding, man, because the bond that, you know, I have with my daughter clearly is different than what I have with my boys. Yeah. Like, you know, because, you know, because we, we've been talking, you know, kind of generally about, like, the importance of a father to their kids. But, like, the connection that I have with my daughter and I, cause I remember to this day, you know, like when, when, um, you know, when we went to go and do the, the gender, you know, like, you know, going to the, uh, you call that doctor when they put the, on the sonogram and all that stuff. I don't think what the doctor's called, but when we was looking to, you know, go through the, there you go. Hope you join There you go. Um, when we went to go, you know, see, you know, what we were having, cause I was convinced at this point, I had three boys. I was like, look, I don't make, I don't make girls. I don't make girls. This could be another boy. I just knew. Right. And so, so we go in there and, you know, and they do the whole thing is up. Oh, it's a girl. And I was like, how sure are you? And she's like, I'm about 80% sure. I'm like, so you're 20. Yeah. So, 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 so I was like, so you're 20% sure that you're 20% not sure. So, that it could be a boy. Like I was holding on that much. And I was like, you know, I, I just could not tell my in my mind that it was going to be a girl. And so we went like, you know, a few weeks later, we went and did a, uh, a 3d sonogram and yes, it was a girl. So like my mind went from that point, fast forward to teenage years. Like, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. how am I going? Yes. How am I going to handle a girl? Like, you know, say I don't have any sisters. You know, I already have three boys. I was like, I don't know anything about girls. Like, and I freaked out, you know. And I tell you what, man, like, it's it's amazing, man. Like, she's like the she's probably, you know, the reason that has called. You know, she's probably the child that has kept me calm. Because I think if I had a bunch of boys, I think I would just be constantly just like drill sergeant like you know constantly on the kids but she softens me up and she bounces me out and you know it's like there's like i don't know man it's just it's just crazy like how god places things in your life yes for a reason you know what i'm saying it might not be the perfect scenario it might not be the scenario that you think or that you would want it to be 
but there's a benefit to it. Yes. And, you know, and, and, I, and that's definitely what I see, you know, I see now, like, you know, even with my divorce, as dramatic as that was for me, I see like a lot of growth within me as a man, as a father, you know what I'm saying? And so like, you know, and I, and again, I'll throw that to, to any other man out there. Um, your situation might not be the best, but what can you learn from this? How is this making you better? How are you growing from this? You know? And so, yeah, man, it's, it's there's a purpose out there, man. Yes, sir. It is. I, to piggyback off of you, everything you said, there is a purpose and I, I can't explain it, but there is a purpose because I know when I had my first daughter, Opal, it was just like, you know, yeah, I was excited. It was exciting. But when Bella came in the picture, it just, I'm there, you know, it's like having this child here in my home. I I watched the growth. I'm there day in and day out. Amelia get mad about it. She's like, oh, you're building a little monster. You're building a little monster. Yes. <laughs> this is my baby, Brian. This is my baby. This is like, she might look like her mom, but she is all me, man. I'm attitude and everything. And um, like she's awake right now. She just can't. She's in here right now with us. And it just like she want to be around dad at, you know, and I walk in the house and I beatbox and make music and we dance together and it softened me up. And, you know, I am so damn soft now with her is like, I don't know. It just like she just get away with murder, you know, and God haven't blessed me with a boy yet. And I don't know. It just hopefully one day that a million I'd be blessed to have hopefully more kids and be blessed with a son. But, um, yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. And I hear you're speaking to me and it's amazing. Kids are amazing. You know, is it something about that? Your, your daughter, but kids are amazing. And, and I, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's you. Well, no, cause like you, like you said, like, you know, you said kids are amazing. And I was, I wanted to speak on this is that, you know, um, in Proverbs, the Bible says that, kids are a blessing yes and, and and it's like i feel me personally i feel like you know our society we we hate kids like wow. we do not like kids you know it's like the look you know because i know like you know when i was listening to y'all when i was talking about you know pete you know when pete was talking about like you know going into public and people you know looking at you know, him and his mom strange or you know, how y'all say you know, when y'all go out in the public you know how they yeah. look at y'all strange and you you sometimes get them strange looks too when you walking around in public with four kids. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, like it's like at the airport. Like, like oh man! <laughs> it's Please like, like, tell what, me he's what, not what? on my flight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like like oh my gosh! Like why? Like why would you want to do that to yourself? You know, and you know, and it's kind of like you know we you know we look at kids as like they're like an overbearing factor that you know. I only want one, I only want two, because I still want to be able to travel the world. I still want to be able to do this. I still want to be able to, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, well, if God is saying these kids are blessings and, and you're financially able to take care of them, why not? You know, why why not? Like, why, why not have, you know, these children that you can raise? Um, and, you know, and if you think about it, man, like, there's so many broken people in this world. Why not raise some heroes, man. Why not raise kids and people to help make this world a little bit better? You know, like God is giving you wet clay. 
you know, and you can sculpt this child and, and form this child into being someone who's going who can make a difference. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I see it, man. And I, I see myself like highly blessed on the fact that I have my four. Um, I don't regret any of it. Um, you know, and you know, there are, there's times, yeah, you definitely get tired. You get overwhelmed. You know what I'm saying? Funds can get tight a little bit, you know, especially when it comes to like sports seasons. You got four kids playing in four different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. Oh yeah. But, but you know what? Like the house is always live. You know what I'm saying? There's always something going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, you know, just like you know, just like tonight, you know, after we did everything, you know, the kids are upstairs and in their room at my parents' house and they up there playing Fortnite and just like listen to the like them like, you know, screaming and yelling and all involved in like, you know, them playing video games, man. It's like I remember as a kid, you know, playing by myself and it was kinda of like, huh, you know, yeah. like Oh, yeah. You know, but now oh, you know yeah. they they got they got they're gonna have these memories for the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a blessing, man. So oh, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. When you say kids are you know kids are blessed, I totally agree because I feel like there are some in this world who don't believe so because they see kids as you know yeah probably. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think just a just a final thing for me to spin off of that. <laughs> I'm going to take Bella somewhere else because she's getting out of control and needs to go to bed. But um, I think for me, yeah, I would agree with you 100%, Brian. Um, kids are gifts from God. And I think sometimes we kind of get away from that and, or we don't believe that. And that's that's fine. But I think one thing that we really need to remember is that whether they're or a gift that was giving directly to us or to our family or whoever, it's so important for us to be there for them um, and be that role model for them and help them and guide them and, and just, you know, not, not throw away the gifts that we're given basically. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I, I would not, I mean, the fact that, you know, y'all have Bella on, with y'all right now, I mean, I think that's just that's that's just real right there. That's y'all are two y'all two y'all parents. You know what I'm saying? And like that's life. That's life right there. Everything and being a parent, everything's unplanned. You know, you you can you can yeah. you can try to plan. You can try to plan. Oh man! But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really, more than likely, it's not going to work out the way you want to. No, it's so not. It's just real. We both been on. <laughs> we both been recording this about six hours ago, and <laughs> oh my goodness, we're on a one-year-old schedule. <laughs> yes, we are, man. Exactly, exactly, exactly man. So, yes, yeah, that's that's all love. Bro. Well, I think we'll say goodbye to Amelia, and then we're going to finish wrapping up. Thank you, Stallings. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Uh, no problem. Y'all have a good one too. All right. Talk to you all soon. All right. Hey, Stallings. Yeah, you still there? Yeah, we're going to talk. Amelia's off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you said some good points tonight, you know, and you don't have to be blood to be a father. You don't have to be blood. You can be an uncle, a stepfather. Just be a role model. Be a support system. Show love. Just give the kid a chance to be a kid. Talk to him. That's why I feel, you know what I mean? Just spend time with that individual because kids are very interesting. They can tell you a lot of things. You can learn a lot from a kid. And that's my opinion.
That is my. I mean, favorite. I can, I can, I can roll off like you know a list of names, man, of of men outside of my dad who were influential. You know, you know the, you know the, my you know my pastor at my church. You know, uh, an ex girlfriend's you know father, uh, my uncle. You know, like there is, there are other men outside of my dad who. You know, your coaches, you know, who played a role in, you know, developing me into who I am now. You know, and so, like, yeah, like the idea that, you know, you have to be biological. Nah, that ain't the case, man. That ain't the case at all. And it's like, I think when when you have an opportunity, you know, to, to insert yourself in a kid's life, whether it's a boy or a girl, doesn't matter. Um, that's that's just as much of a blessing as God giving you a biological kid. Exactly. You know, that's just as much of a blessing. So. Oh yeah, you hear some good points tonight, man. Um, you're a good father. I've always looked up to you, man. I don't think I probably told you this, man. But of all my friends, I will always continue to say this: I look at you as a role model because you have four boys. I mean, I'm sorry. You got three boys and one girl. See, you got me thinking. You got four boys. You tell me the damn story. <laughs> Jeez, and now I remember a little princess. I'm like, hold on. You have three boys <laughs> and one girl, and you're blessed, man. You know, um, I started late in life, but it is what it is. But you're blessed, and I love how you are with them. You know, and given your um, circumstances going through the divorce, you you kept your head up, and you never fold underneath pressure, and they seen you. As you know, as a strong man, dad is strong. So I thank you, man. I thank you for being a friend, being a role model, being a father, being a believer, just everything, man. To me, you're a 100% strong man. And um, I tip my hat to you, man. You know what I mean? Like I said, I mean, we talk off air, and I can't wait to have you come down here and visit. And You know what I mean? You've been big in my life, man, and um, you deserve it. You know, you deserve everything, all the blessings that God give you. You're a good one, brother. You really are a good one, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. And like, you know, like I said, man, the, the person I am, man, like the, the, the core of it all started with, with my parents. Good. You know, both both my mom and dad, like they are the ones who, you know, shaped me into being the guy that I am today. You know, so just going back to our original point that, you know, there's benefit to both mommy and daddy. Yes. And yes, yeah, so, so I appreciate that, man. And that's, that's just, uh, and we were not knocking your um, females today. There was no knock. And I repeat, we nah. were knocking. no female. we love you. We love our moms out there. You know, uh, we love you guys. There's no, yeah, doubt yeah, about you, yeah, you can, you can be, you can be pro, you can be pro dad and, and, you know, and pro mom at the same time. It's yeah. not like if I'm being pro dad as we, you know, knocking moms, cause yeah. no, nah, cause mom is, is huge. In the time like yes. You yeah. know, right. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, you know, no, nah, it's just, you know, this was a matter of today, you know, daddy only gets one day after year. Yes. So, exactly. And then you hey. still got to work on that day. You know, you still right, got to right. work. Hell, I you drove know, yeah. and everything. I drove, came home, wife slept. <laughs> 
baby slap. Dad, dad had, had to clean up and do all this. I'm like, my goodness, man. You know what I'm saying? Do I, right, I, yeah. yeah. I want to play PlayStation. I fired my PlayStation 3 up right now. I'm part of a, um, a NCAA football ter- um, online dynasty. So I, I'm waiting to get off of here and play that. You know, I'll be, but hell, I probably won't be able to play that tonight. But um, I, I'm looking forward to um, another telecast, man. Um, we're growing. We are growing. Listeners are picking up. We have over 600 downloads already. And this, up, nice. this upcoming Tuesday will be actually two weeks on air. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing what is going on. And here's the thing, though, is I'm not trying to benefit nothing from this. I am not. I literally just bought this. Like, you know what? Oh, well, I'm furloughed from the railroad. I have nothing to do. I start my new job up August the 3rd. I have all this time on my hand. I got some money to spend. Let's go buy some equipment to do a podcast of all things I thought about. And I right. and I surrounded myself with people I trust. I really did. I put a I put a group together of people that I can trust. I'm not the most articulated person as you guys can tell like the way you speak, you know. But and sometimes my words jumble up, you know, but I put people around me to make me stronger. And you guys are doing that, and I'm grateful for that. And um, with you on Sundays, hopefully get Peter going regularly. Um, tomorrow with Sophie Dupont. Oh man, I think she's gonna bring the flames. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then with Chad, it's gonna be he's he's my wild card. I can't wait to see what he does. You know, he's gonna give the perspective on white America from a rural view so that's gonna be interesting because yeah, I'm, I'm going to send in some questions i have questions i do have like specifically like you know the monuments being taken down yes like, yes yes yeah, i, I want to know I'm, I'm curious i'm yes. curious so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm like i said i'm 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 highly excited about what you're going to bring uh this upcoming week man because you got a lot a lot on the table oh uh, yeah and then we got a hispanic view with um scott castillo mm-hmm. Which is a very good, educated, articulate guy. That I mean, he's a good dude, man. He comes on Wednesday. Like I said, he brings a Hispanic view, and I know my Texas listeners gonna be listening to that, especially my Hispanic friends down there, and they are probably gonna disagree about everything he say because they, <laughs> so it just how they are, you know. And I understand and I respect that. And then next week, oh man, I mean, it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be um, step parenting with Stacy Frank, and that's gonna be interesting. And I don't know. Um, I want to go live. My cousin, Landry O'Farrell, she's basically behind all this. Push me, push me, push me, gonna help me out. But she wants to go live, you know, and we talked about doing a Zoom telecast or Facebook live. And I don't know. I mean, I'm really interested. You know, the time zone's killing us right now, but we'll figure everything out and go forward. But um, I want to hear from you guys out there. You know, I want to hear from the listeners. What do you think we should do? Email me at being frank now 911 at gmail.com or send us a facebook message on being frank now that's right being frank now on facebook and you're listening to sunday with stallings stallings you got anything to say before we go ahead and sign out man you know what i wanted to just uh you know i know uh you know you you put it on the on your chat there or you know on facebook there you know, your frustrations of, you know, what people are, you know, making comments about, you know, your your podcast and, you know, having their 
perspectives and placing that on you. And and I just want to say, man, again, like what what you and Amelia are doing is is great. Um, I think that you know y'all are doing something that is is different. You know, what I'm saying like if you want to hear, you know, people getting on and just bashing another group of people. I mean, there's TV stations and other podcasts that do that. You know what I'm saying? If you want, if you want like a black, you know, person's perspective and just, you know, you know, white man, this and white people do this and da, 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 da. There's other podcasts that do that, you know, or you want to flip to where, you know, black people, this, black people, that, you know, and I mean, yeah, but that's not what you're doing. You're, you're spreading the love everywhere. Exactly. And, and, and even though, and even though those of us who, who you put on there, you know, we don't speak for everybody you're getting from our perspective and you know and, it's, and, it's, and i think i think man i i, I commend y'all for you know i know you say you're just kind of just doing this you know because you know you had nothing else really to do and i just i think it's a good good time spent so yeah i just wanted to you know go ahead and care you know keep encouraging mine and you know not allow you know the naysayers to distract you from what it is that you want to do man because you always want naysayers Y'all gonna have people gonna question you, you know what I'm saying? And hey, there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable, and that's okay, you know what I'm saying? Because hey, there's there's things that need to be talked about, and I think there's there are people out there that that are benefiting from these conversations, um, and they're tuning in, you know, because you provided this format. So keep doing what you're doing, man. You know what? You, I couldn't say anything better. You are absolutely correct. And I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you standing up with us and working with us tonight. And um, you be safe. Have a good Father's Day, brother. And um, I love you, man. And um, let's get together this week to talk brainstorm. And matter of fact, no, we're going to go no rehearsal. So next, Saturday, no, next Sunday with Stallings. And I promise I will get that out at a decent time. Then he's going to bring some fire next week, especially after he listened to the lineup this week. I guarantee you, he's a home run. Yeah, he's a cleanup. So he'll come He'll come through Sunday, and he'll just go and fire off on everything he heard this week. And, hey, you can hear his intro. You hear it playing in the background. He might can't hear it, but it sounds pretty good. We appreciate you, Stalins. You have a good night. And I'll talk to you next Sunday, brother. All right, man. You take it easy, man. Take care. Happy Father's Day. All right. Happy Father's Day, man. You take it easy, man. All right. All right, man. Yep. And that was Sunday with Stallings. Good friend of mine, Brian. I mean, he brought it. He brought it tonight. That's all I can say. So, for Amelia, who's in there with our daughter, Stallings, who just got off the line, be sure to um, tune in tomorrow with Miss DuPont, Sophie DuPont. Giving her views on the black female in America. I am your host, Frank, and I thank you. Happy Father's Day. I love you all. No matter your race, your religion, your sexual orientation, your social economical status, or your political views. You guys have a good night, and I love you all. You can